stopped. Get him stopped. Welcome to Open Red, Credentials Denied. Your home for World of Outlaws and Dirt Car conversation and news. On this week's show, Jacob Allen takes the biggest win of his World of Outlaws career. We get you ready for a double shot of Extreme Outlaw Midget action in Millbridge. And what exactly goes into being outlawed tough? I'm Mike Warren, and joining me here in the studio are your hosts, Chris Dolak and Mick. All right, welcome back to Open Red Credentials Denied, episode 12. Um, we are recording this on a Tuesday afternoon. This evening, Bridgeport will kick off, but um, no need to talk about that. We talked about that last week. Mike and uh, Chris, how are you guys doing? Doing good, doing good. Uh, weekend off, even though I went to the races Saturday night and last Thursday night in various tracks around the area, so I, I still got some racing in. Chris, you went all the way down Me to... Too. Uh, <laughs> I got some racing I, I almost said Beale It was Street, an expensive weekend. Yeah, we, uh, we, we were racing uh, carts down in New Orleans, and... Uh, uh, we were we threw everything at it. I was gonna say we threw the kitchen sink at it, but we threw the whole kitchen at it, <laughs> and uh, we came home with one more motor than we went down there with. So, it's, well, it's well but only a, one of them still works, right? Well, yeah, I guess. Uh, technically, they both work. One hopefully better than the other, but yeah, it, was, <laughs> it was an exhausting weekend, uh, but very cool facility down there. If you haven't been to uh, to New Orleans, that was my first time to New Orleans, so. Really? Uh, yeah, it's the first time I'd actually been through the town there. So the, the highlight, really, outside of the racing with uh, with my kid, was uh, getting to see the Superdome, site mm. of the greatest Super Bowl of all time, <laughs> following the 1985 season. That's good. We don't talk about Super Bowls in that city. Uh, 09 still bothers me. So did you spend any time downtown or anything? Uh, we drove through downtown. So we got down there Friday it rained. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. Friday it rained. Uh, we lost the last practice session. And then actually, rain was an understatement. It 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 came pours, down pretty yeah. hard. It yeah, pours there. Uh, then Saturday we wrapped up the feature. We were at the track at seven a.m. and raced until five ish. So mm-hmm. we wrapped that up and uh, then drove downtown. And we didn't. Uh, we, we we drove downtown and looked from the windows and it, yeah said okay well, that's about what I expected. And yeah. then <laughs> went and got dinner and got ready for for the next day. We had to watch some film and look at some data and try to figure out. Did you lose the motor on Sunday? Uh, we we changed the motor on Sunday after qualifying, yeah. Gotcha. We were already going to start tail, and I said, we got to do something. <laughs> and uh, so we spent some quality time with the tech officials and uh, changing motors and, uh, yeah. So nothing like uh, what the other guys do on any other weekend. Yep. Speaking of, uh, I mean, you were the only one racing. We had the the posse's uh, versus the outlaw round one or outlaw versus posse. I'm never sure which well, one I'm supposed to say. Round one and two. Round run two. Yeah. The yeah. middle the Could middle round kind of got uh well, it was Friday night and it was a world of outlaws race, so you know what happened. Yep. Well, not so technically speaking, if you want to say posse versus outlaw, or outlaw versus posse. Since we're on a, uh, we're reporters, right? We're, we're right. We have all been reporters or something at some point in time. It would be outlaws versus posse because we're at the posse's. We're we're this is this is getting home way and away, home want, and away, but home like and it. away. So if you were to font that on the screen or you were supposed to either write it, it would be home, uh, home and away. So the away team is always listed first or on top, and the home team is always listed second or on the bottom. There you go. That old, is true. Old Outlaws newspaper team. Now, now that we're now that we're worrying about how to uh, place it in the scorebook, 
How do we score the weekend? Because I can make a strong argument that it's 1-1, and I can make a strong argument that it's one nothing posse because the middle-of-the-road win happened on Wednesday at Lincoln. What? Middle of the road. We, well, Jacob Allen is an outlaw, but yeah. he's he's a Lincoln guy, too. So nah, he's kind outlaw. of a everybody. Okay, you see what I'm saying. You can ask him, though. He'll tell you this. He didn't. He he really never did any 410 racing before he got on the road. I mean, his 410 career started when Shark Racing hit the road again with, with Logan and that. So all of his experience and everything, it, you know, like he, he'll saw He's probably raced more times out in, what, Eldora or Knoxville. Mm-hmm. He's probably raced more, more times than... Other than other than Central Pennsylvania, see, my thought was being that's one where everybody wins. There's really no, there's no losers when Jacob Allen wins. Exactly, well, that's true. For sure. That's what I'm getting at. That was yeah, pretty that, cool. That was exciting to see the the crowd. I, I remember the, uh, well, since I should remember, but when Danny Dietrich won the first time at Lincoln, when we went back there after uh, having having been to Lincoln for I don't know how many years we were we were gone, but when we came back to Lincoln, and Dietrich won. Uh, the place went crazy. I mean, the the yeah. the fans come out of the stands, they come out of the infield, and uh, they were all over there. So this had a very similar feeling, uh, except you know him being an outlaw uh, added a whole nother element to that mm-hmm. that thing. But um, definitely exciting watching it coming down to the you know the counting off the laps there. You're 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 sitting there and you, you feel like you have a vested interest in it. You know you're you're it's not just some guy no, racing that you don't know. You're like, oh, come on, come on, right. come on, come on. You got to hold on, hold on. I was hold on. actually no, no, no. cheering for him yes. to win it. Yeah. Um, As we say, there's no cheering in the press box, but there was some cheering in the press box on yeah. Wednesday night. Yeah. I mean, it, we'll get into it later because I have, well, I want to talk about Jacob Allen a little bit later. But, um, you know, he had a really good shot there Saturday night at uh, Williams Grove. Uh, unfortunately, ran out of gas, which, I mean, it happens. Uh, I think everybody there was pretty close. Carson Macedo was clearly yeah. just about out of well, fuel. That was a that was and, a costly one. And what stinks about it, and what stinks about it is we should all be talking about Brent Marks' victory, Posse getting a win on Saturday, which yeah. Brent Marks winning on a half mile track should not surprise anybody at this point because he's done it at El no, But he drove a good I mean he, he, he did, did the work for it. But Carson Macedo now becomes a storyline coming out of this weekend because he went from being in the points lead. To miss to being light over the scales and dropping back to forty two points back, to Brad Sweet. Brad Sweet still in the points lead. Yes, and he's yeah. now third. He's third. Mm-hmm. Gravel got back by him. So. And I can guarantee you, I'm not going to count how many months it is away because I'm not good at that. But when we go look back in November, when we get to World Finals, don't be surprised that this weekend comes back to haunt that yeah, forty one car. Those those are the the moments um, that cost you championships, unfortunately. Also, uh, kind of cool. We saw some pictures. Case, our our partners at Case were up there with a the display and got to take some of their equipment. They were there to display just out on track to help out get the thing ready. So it's what you call all hands on deck event, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. When the vendors are out helping prep the track, man, you trying to get whatever it in. You, whatever you need, try to get it. But yeah, that that was that was neat to see. Um, I think we've probably all been at Williams Grove at some point where that rain and that weather and that track and. Um, it's just everybody fights for it so hard. I have not. Oh, you haven't been there? I've, no, I've been to Williams Grove, but not when it rained, so I'm not going to Oh, 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 okay, okay. <laughs> um, but, yeah, no, it's a uh, it, it's a weird one. You know, weather gets a little weird there, and you can just watch it happen, and you can sort of feel it come up. And uh, I, just, I felt bad for everybody on Friday night because, you, you know, they work so hard there to get yeah. that, that ready to race and 
got cars out on the track, and then, oh, here it comes again. It's it, one of those. It's just it sucks it's no win for anybody. You have to put all that effort in, even though in the back of your mind you'd think that it may be for naught. But the fact of the matter is if you don't do that and then it clears up, then you're not going to race either. So yeah. It, yeah. It, it's a tough situation. Um, last week, Dirt Car Esports had our first uh, crown jewel or major event, I guess. Um, had 140 entries there for that iRacing race. Uh, it was it was pretty cool. 140 entries took two weeks to, to run through the show, two two nights on two weeks. Um, I wish I could remember the, who won it. I should because I was there, but I do not. <laughs> yeah, in all fairness, you had a lot to remember. I think it was that Evan night. Say, maybe. Anyway, sounds right. That was pretty cool. And um, extreme... I know Jordan was Jordan was needing a day off after that one. Jordan, yeah, we had a bit of a catastrophe. Apparently, if you throw the caution before all the cars cross the take the initial green flag, it loses the server. So we're there doing parade laps under caution because we had a bad start, and Pace Truck never came back out. It's not like you can just call them on the radio and say, hey, Pace Truck, we're going to go. Tower, <laughs> tower to the truck, tower to the truck. So after, after I know, and I know Jordan muted his microphone for a little bit because he, he must have been cussing the room. But then he came back <laughs> on, and we, we decided what we were going to do is, is line him up manually, and we, ran, we had to count. There was no lap counter, no timing and scoring. We had to do it old school. Which is a little ironic on a, in a virtual setting. Hand scoring. Hand scoring. <laughs> yeah. I hate when the loop doesn't work on an esports event. <laughs> Nobody <laughs> checked the loop ahead of time. That is rough. Yeah. So, oh, but, but uh, kudos to Jordan for putting that event together. We had a lot of help with Dean, by Dean Reynolds and some people, and uh, <laughs> Jordan scoring. came through. Yeah, how do you know? How the heck do you? I didn't even have a piece of paper at my desk. I had to go find paper to score on. <laughs> Goodness. Oh, I wish I could have been a fly on the wall, like watching you guys attempt to do I that. I was following along in the, the our, we have, you know, I'm sure other people do too. We have these chats. We have the group chats for work for different right. functions and whatnot. And I was, I was following along in there and I was just going, oh. I, I, like, yeah, what can uh, I do? There's nothing I, I can do. I paged Dolak by mistake one time because <laughs> Owens, our, our web developer, was running the broadcast from the Division Studios. <clears throat> I tagged Dolak saying, I need you to call me ASAP. And Dolak's like, well, God, what did I do? <laughs> yeah, if you're calling me to fix something on an eSports game, it's it, we're, we're in serious issues. Well, clearly you didn't know how to fix the loop. So No, yeah, I couldn't fix the loop. Yeah, it was either. about 30 yeah. minutes of absolute chaos. We got the program back on um, – back on track and uh, i think we're going to do another big event at some point and then we're going to probably have another season coming up in november so if you're a listener and you're into i race and check it out you can make some money at least they're uh, actually cool i've raced in them they're 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 actually a lot of fun both of you guys have competed yeah. in them I've, well i've been there i don't know about competing we should have likewise yeah i've not made it i made one feature yeah, you and I, you and I both wrecked. I think at the same race. We may have. I got twenty bucks once though. I got my entry <laughs> fee back. Yeah, yeah, spectacular. That's what's up. If you make the feature, you make your entry fee back. See, I'm just running the official races. I got like a ten race top five streak going, so I'm just kind of you know yeah, enjoying my there. momentum. And the extreme midgets uh, presented by Toyota. Did extreme I do that? Extreme outlaw midgets presented by Toyota. Two, two extreme midgets is something different. Moving on. <laughs> They kick off this week at Millbridge, and uh, we'll hear from Brian Walker here a little bit. We'll have a little talk about that. You were about to say something, Mike. Don't let me interrupt you. Well, I was about to uh, actually just do exactly what you just did in intro, but you beat me to the punch. I beat you to the punch. 
K1 Race Gear is proud to be the official safety gear provider of the World of Outlaws. Over half the World of Outlaws competitors trust K1 Race Gear with all their safety product needs. Whether it's premium custom suits, gloves, or shoes, K1 Race Gear has you covered. Find out more at www.k1racegear.com and follow us along at, at K1 Race Gear on all social media platforms. K1 Race Gear, the racer's brand of safety gear and apparel. Well, today here on Open Red Credentials Denied, we are joined by, well, I, I'm going to call him my uh, colleague on the sprint car side of things and the Extreme Outlaw Midget Series presented by Toyota. Got it. Brian Walker. Brian, welcome to uh, Open Red. Finally, you get to join us on this thing. How are we doing? So we got, uh, well, so we're like a week, sort of a week, week and a half early on this, but Knowing when the show comes out and whatnot, the uh, race at uh, Millbridge would be over. So um, we want to get you on and talk a little bit about the Extreme Outlaw Midgets and uh, presented by Toyota. We got okay. it. Got it. Yes. And uh, just give us a little clues to what people are, can expect, what they can uh, see, and, and what this is all about. It's going to be a lot of fun, that's for sure. I mean, the good thing is, at least now, like, I remember we went to the, me and uh, Dunlap went to the first midget show there back in, like, 2020, and I don't think anybody had any idea what to expect. I mean, Chris, you can relate to this more than anyone. You know, I mean, taking Tyler there and running outlaw cards, and then all of a sudden they start running micros, and now they're running full-size midgets. Yeah, it's been interesting out there. Uh, for those who haven't been to Millbridge, it, you know, Jeremy and Ashley Burnett have uh, – built the track up from from basically running you know some heck so we started out there in about 2014 and running outlaw carts there were about three carts in our division the the open carts there were there were a few more and it has grown now where there's like 90 they, they've had to add days to the week to get everything in there's like 90 of the kids under 13 racing on tuesdays but then wednesdays now have become huge nights for micros and midgets and uh, really, well, really micros. And now the midgets coming back in to play will be just one of the, probably the biggest events that the track has seen, uh, two day event and all that. So, um, Brian, you're right. You've seen it, uh, over the last couple of years, you've seen kind of what it has become. And, uh, it's, it's a pretty impressive facility for, for, for where it's been. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I've, I've just seen it the last year, year and a half. I've seen pictures from like five, 10 years ago and that, that little growth bird is pretty crazy. But, um, I mean, thinking of this race though, still, it'll be, I think, wildly different from the other midget races there just cause I mean, those ones were kind of thrown together real quick. I mean, it was, it was just Millbridge putting it on, which was awesome. Honestly, there needs to be more of that midget racing. That's not something you see a lot on that kind of side of the sport. So, I mean, those races, we had, like, probably 15 to 25 cars. I mean, there were big names, but, I mean, looking at the answer to this we already have for next week, there's going to be almost 50 cars. You know, I mean, every big name you can imagine in major racing. So, it's uh, it's going to be going to be something pretty big. Now, one question I'm wondering, Brian, is this going to be one show kind of delved in over two nights format-wise, or are we going to do, like, two separate shows, kind of like on the lay model side? Yeah, it's, it's two, it'll be two separate shows. Uh, it'll be the same format as what the Extreme Sprint Cars run in uh, Florida and Missouri. So, I mean, you just – there'll be two separate ones. You qualify each night uh, for invert for heat races. You get overall points, lineup features. 
and uh, come back the next night and do it all over again. How many cars make the feature in that thing? I, think we're I lo- don't know for Millbridge. I think we're looking. Um, at, I think we're looking at twenty, but don't 20. don't quote me. But I think okay. we're looking at twenty on that. Yeah, I could see that. It seems like um, is that is Millbridge going to be one of the smaller tracks that midgets? Oh, absolutely, the smallest. So is this in the midget world? This is like a, a true bull ring, then. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they we run they run a lot of small tracks. Like Port City's pretty. Port City is very small for midgets, but Millbridge is a little bit smaller. Um, Ross Ross Weiss's home. Well, I mean, we're streaming it on Dirt Vision this year. The the High Bank Hustle and uh, the Terry Sprague Memorial at Southern Illinois Raceway midgets run there too. That one's just about as small. Um, there's Clyde Martin in Pennsylvania. There's lots of real small tracks, but I would, I would, I'd feel confident saying Millbridge is absolutely. I've seen midgets race there though. It, it will be exciting. Yeah. They will be wheel to wheel. Yeah. I got, I got my name on the list this morning so I can go see it. Yeah. The, the, (laughs) the, uh, the sliders in the corners, it's going to be, I mean, it'll be, uh, uh, definitely a thing to watch. I mean, we're just looking at the, uh, so actually, Ashley just sent the logo over a little bit ago. We're going to put some stuff together here. Uh, so the technical name, the Production Alliance Group Double Down Showdown, uh, is uh, the the sponsor of the event and or the name of the event with the Production Alliance Group, and uh, they're working hard on all sorts of different uh, sponsors, partners out there. Uh, both uh, Jeremy and Ashley Burnett, who who that were in the office last week, we were, we got together and sat down and we were talking about it. I I'm pretty sure that Jeremy has the uh, full load of pyro ready to roll out there. <laughs> there will be no shortage of, of, of pyro, fireworks, firecrackers, who knows all. There's going to be a concert with uh, um, some of the members of Dirty Grass Soul will be out there on oh, Friday nice. night. Um, there's a Toyota uh, a driver sort of appreciation uh, dinner or lunch, for, uh, late afternoon lunch, early dinner, hmm. whichever way you want to go with it uh on uh on the tuesday uh, portion of the event so uh for the drivers so a lot of stuff going on at a two-day event uh out there at millbridge plus it's uh you know that'll be nascar week here in town yeah as well for charlotte so um it's gonna be quite don't be late <laughs> don't be late now that, that's yeah, be early one of the things I was going to ask, so Tuesday, whether I haven't decided which night I'm going yet. Probably Tuesday, though, will be the first time I've ever. Why are you gone deciding to... on a night? Yeah, there's two you nights. There's two nights. nights. Some there's of us. Nights. It's like ten minutes from your house. All right, all right. I will try to go both nights. There Some of us go. have stuff to do because I do. You know, I tend to race. Well, okay, I write about races, what but you, you get what, what I'm saying. What are you talking? When when do you race? Not till th- Friday and Saturday of the next week. <laughs> exactly. I'm racing Friday, Saturday this week, flying Sunday, racing Monday, Tuesday. Oh, it's on now. All I right. Th- I it's think on. Mike's just trying to save that's his pennies so he can get an iPhone. That's if you don't cancel oh. some. Wow. <laughs> that was, that was, uh, wow. Says the, the pixel guy. Brian, you've raced once on a Friday in like three months. I don't want to even, <laughs> even go there. But, but no, make but those calls. I'm the series director. <laughs> if you're if you're going for the first time to Millbridge, though, what what would be some of the things that for fans are listening that you need to know before you go there? I don't know. I mean, maybe get there early. Um, yeah, I mean, actually, not even jokingly. Yeah, don't be late. Um, yes. Every, every, uh, I mean, there's probably going to be a lot of people. I'm hoping. Yeah. So. There's, parking can be difficult to acquire there in a, in a normal week. So yeah, they're working on that. Um, the neat thing about it is every ticket's a pit pass. Yeah, you know we 
Uh, there's there's the one entrance, and you buy a ticket, and you're in the pit area. Um, and you actually walk through the pit area to get to the seating. Mm-hmm. So you'll have a chance to see the cars, the, the drivers. Um, and, and it'll be neat because the micros will be out there as a support or uh, second division. Mm-hmm. And you'll see kids out there um, that are, you know, you'll see kids that are 13 racing against adults. It's pretty cool. Um, and the kids that are 13 are going to beat them. So let's so. <laughs> let's talk about the drivers. What are some of the names? You know, I, I don't know any midget drivers off the top of my head. But what are some names we should uh, keep our eye out for? Oh, I mean, all your big name Charlotte guys will be there: Larson, Bowman, Bell. Um, but in the midget world, shoot, man, Keith Coons is bringing eight cars. He's wow. kind of, you know, the dynasty of midget racing. Chad Bode, who's based in Mooresville, there he'll bring I think five or six. McIntosh team from Oklahoma is bringing, I think, four or five. And uh, other guys that are just like on teams, though, man, there's Andrew Felker, Joe B. Miller, Zach Dom, Jake Swanson, uh, oh, Chase Briscoe, Nick Hoffman, the modified legend. Oh, cool. Um, I think Brent Cruz, is, Brent Cruz will run. Yep, he's pre-entered already. Yeah, I think I think right now I was texting Dunlap earlier. There are like forty six drivers on the list, and they're still expecting a few more randoms, maybe. So, and, and while we've run the non wing, you know, a couple of weekends we ran Volusia, as Brian mentioned, like Ozark with the non wing uh, sprint cars. This is the first of the extreme outlaw races for the midgets. So that we uh, we lost one at Farmer City to weather. So this is the debut for the series. So um, there's a lot of excitement around that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, losing Farmer City was that sucked a lot, but uh, the the fact that it gets to kick off in Millbridge is pretty cool, I think. Oh, for Mike, uh, Mike, a recommendation for Mike. I know you love the concession stands at all racetracks. Um, the Walking Taco is a can't miss. At that, uh, that that is true. <laughs> that is true. That that Millbridge is the first place I've I ever saw a Walking Taco. Oh, really? Yeah, that was the first one. It and it was very popular. Yeah, still is. They're great for the pits. We used to have a truck driver in, in Xfinity series would make them every week. The walking taco in, in this is a southern thing. This never happened. You know, I'm from up north, but uh, the pickle deal. Now I know, like a Cherokee, they've got all the pops pickles, right? Pop, pops pickles, but they've got the pickles and the pickle juice and the little like I never get that. Never. I, mean, I like pickles. What do they do with it? But they you like eat the pickles or drink the you drink the juice the pickle juice? <laughs> I got a feeling you're driving you're, you're walking me down a road I don't want to go down. But <laughs> no, I'm not. I've just seen I've seen people drink like Jameson whiskey and chase it with I, pickle juice. So I thought I maybe just I, I don't know if it's like if it's hot out. I I don't know if that's like a thing down here. It's or got whatever, electrolytes but, in it. It's probably good it, for you when you're it, dehydrated. It's definitely good for you if you like have you know after you're running dehydrate you know have cramps all that and you just drink pickle juice. I'll, I'll stick with an awesome. Now we've reached the health health and fitness portion of the podcast. Coming from me. That's that's <laughs> that's, that's that's not good. Well, JC says he sees you running by his house every once in a while, so you're obviously out there working out and stuff. Every once in a while. Key word there. Yeah, cool. I'm, I'm pretty excited to get the original crew back together, stealing Mike's photographer. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, once he's done with the business with us in Pennsylvania, he's coming back. Actually, I can guarantee you he gets back. We're on the same flights. <laughs> Yet he can make it, but you can. I got it. Ten four. Wow. Wow. I'm getting a lot of why is it always when Walker's around I get more shots taken at me than anybody else? 
We want to thank our good friend Brian Walker from joining in, even though he's got an iPhone. I, you know, nothing we can do about that. But always good to have him. It's going to be a great night Tuesday night. I'm excited, you know, and I or Monday and Tuesday rather. I I plan on going Tuesday. You know, I I do have other things outside of racing that I do. Yeah, I I don't. So I'll be there both nights. <laughs> I'm bringing the color guard, I think. Are you really? Yeah. Oh, cool, Boy Scouts. Yeah, 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 yeah. we're going to bring, uh, we talked about it last night. We spent an hour with uh, 25 kids learning how to make sure they knew how to bring the flags up. And uh, they're all very well rehearsed at the Pledge of Allegiance right now. <laughs> Spectacular. <laughs> so, topics this week. I want to talk about Jacob Allen. We talked about Jacob Allen early in the year when he was starting to show some speed. He got that early win and... Um, talk about championship favorites and and what it takes to sort of win championships and races and i'm i'm gonna tell you what i saw out of jacob not wednesday wednesday he won outstanding performance great story but what i saw out of jacob saturday sunday saturday saturday saturday, saturday. he's he's got it if you watch that race and you you watch the decisions he made in lap traffic how he approached lap traffic how he approached threats to to his position like those are the decision. That's the decision making of a winner. That that's a kid that is going to win more races. And so, on top of that, like, is he the best car out of that shark garage right now? I mean, he's got the he's got better performance than Logan, and I think it's remarkable and, and should be talked about. So, discuss. I I would say right now the proof is in the stats. Yep. I mean, there's no question about it. I I, I think. Over time, Logan may still have a more consistent season based off that. Like, do does Jacob beat him in points? I don't know. But right now, Jacob, I feel like, is a threat to win no matter where we go. I don't know if I can say the same about Logan at this point. Um, I'm not a very controversial guy. <laughs> <laughs> makes me a bad person for this show. Um, I, I, I think... You know, I go back to a little bit what we were talking about off the top of the show, and, you know, Jacob had never really raced 410s until we got on the road. And to and to, to really know, he, I think he was not far off from, you know, moving on and doing something else a couple of years ago. And to see where he has come from that point, not necessarily from 2013 or whenever, you know, when he started out here, but to see where he came from like two years ago when he was about, you know, he, he, this tour is not for the faint of heart. Mm -mm. And he's out there and he's watching Logan pick it up, uh, watching Logan win races and, and he's stuck it out. He's worked with them. They're obviously they're they're not brothers, but they they're like brothers, mm -hmm. and but they've you know they're they're older now, uh, and as we've seen time and again in this series, uh, the older you get, the smarter you get, the more, uh, the 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 more you know I hate to say the seat time, but that sort of stuff it adds up. It is very difficult to come out in this tour as a young person, especially with like no experience, yeah, and be able to perform against, you know, when he came out against Steve Kinzer mm -hmm. in in shots and so in, in, to perform against these guys. But like you say, you see the moves that he's making now. You see the the reaction he has on the track 
two years ago he spins out yep. in a, in turn two at, at Lincoln or at Williams Grove. He's not even in that position. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he's put himself in the dash. He, well, first of all, he's he's qualified himself a lot better than he used to. Yep. Right. So that gets you through the heat race. You you still have to race it, but he's he's not making mistakes in the heat mm-hmm. races. When you don't make mistake in the heat race, you put yourself in the dash. You know, that's the the game of chance a little bit there with the with the pill draw, but um or the dash draw. But you know, so he's moving forward though in those races. And he, he had to come from what row what started fifth I think at Lincoln started fifth yep so he's he's in the third row uh, at Lincoln against some pretty stout fast cars yes and um, you know Williams Grove that that race is his if there's absolutely you know, I I'd, I'd like to believe it's his now it's Brent Marks was coming he was coming so I if it had stayed green for Macedo sure Macedo was I mean obviously Macedo right, right there too I think if it stayed green for sure Jacob Allen was winning with that restart had he not run out of fuel it could have been up in there I mean Marks was right there yeah it it the fuel thing at Williams Grove and and I know those guys were told beforehand you're going to run this many green white or or green flag laps mm-hmm. or total laps not just green laps. You're going to run this number of total laps. They're all told that at the driver's meeting how many we're going to. And, and it happens probably at that track more than any other track I've seen where, whether it's the air or whatever it is, but cars that run out of fuel, I've seen it happen there probably more than anywhere else that I, I can think mm-hmm. of off the top of my head. Um, it's not the first time that's happened there. Heck, we, we had an open red for fuel in a heat race there. I've seen, I mean. Wow. Um, so. Uh, it, it's a challenging track in a lot of in a lot of ways, but mm-hmm. and that's that's one of them. And uh, you kind of kind of plan for everything, you know. Which I'm I'm sure I don't know. You know, I didn't talk to Jacob about it, so I don't know. I can't sit here and say did they did you not put all the gas in or did you you know kind of right. I don't know what they did, but um, even Brent was. I think Mark said at the end he was. Close, if not out. He was too. close, yeah. yeah. So, and Macedo, mm-hmm. probably, I mean, I'm sure that was the contributing factor, right, mm-hmm. to to, to be in light. So, uh, it is definitely a challenge um, there. But he's just, Jacob has just continued to put himself in positions to win. And we saw early in the season, like he, like Spencer Baston too, early in the season, these guys just, they were, they were doing what they needed to do, but the luck wasn't there. Yeah. And now they're starting to make their luck. Yep. At Bristol, Spencer keeps his foot and he doesn't back out. Yep. He he goes all in. Jacob is, you know, he, he was leading races early in the year and something freak would happen. Somebody next to him gets into him. Mm-hmm. Somebody gets in, you know, somebody comes down from the top and, and cuts him off. They're, 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 the Things happen that are sort of out of his control early in the year that aren't happening now. Right. He could probably have two or three more wins if things went his way. Mm-hmm earlier in the year but he, he was it williams grove that he, he missed that spinning car the the yeah. uh, I mean, uh just going into th- going into one i think i was gonna say it was going into three might have been going it was to three it was going and that was that lincoln or williams i don't williams grove williams that was williams grove, grove. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah yeah it was early it was like because we were all we were all hitting we need to replay 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 yep <laughs> um but yeah how he missed that car you know maybe two years ago he doesn't miss that car you know maybe his reaction whatever he's doing to prepare himself whatever his changed and i know we had him on a few weeks ago and and 
you know, it'd be great to, have, to ask that question again. Yeah. It was, we were, we were excited for him for getting that win because it was his, his second win, but first of the year. Now it's like, well, okay, you're going to win every week. Okay. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you can't have, you know, we're going to have him on every week, but uh, it would be cool to, to, to ask him. Uh, so Brian Walker, when you're listening to this, yeah, to, to go ahead and, and ask Jacob or send him a text, but say, you know, Hey, what, what is, what have you changed? Maybe he hasn't changed anything. Maybe it's just experience. It could Maybe just it's experience. just now I know how to handle the car. Maybe I know where to go when that when the car in front of me does this. I'm going to do that. Before I used to go and do that. If you watch um, that replay and you can, you, there's not like a camera right on it, so it's out a little bit out of field, but it looks like reaction to me, and not not just knee jerk like oh shit he's spinning like sort of like I was. He's watching the car go yeah. in the corner. He sees it go high. He knows something's going to happen, but he doesn't really lift. Like, his car doesn't slow down yeah. a whole lot. He just sort of jukes out of the way. And that's the Williams Grove. That's, that's impressive. I, I mean, you're carrying some speed and those, down that. Those are the things I'm talking about. There's there's other moments where he was catching up with uh, lap cars, and instead of trying to go under him and pass him as soon as he got right. contact, he backed off, let him go through a corner, and got him on the straightaway. Yeah, I mean, it's... So. Very true. We used to see him do that. He'd catch, he'd catch cars in the bad spot. Yep. Um, so. Just reminded me of things that happened over my weekend. About <laughs> 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 where we caught cars on the different corners on the track. There's um, a lot of corners on those tracks, though. Yeah, there are. Yeah, and you even turn right. Yes. Speaking of tracks, new tracks at that. Mike, you are going on a three-day journey, and you're going to visit two new tracks. Let's talk about the new tracks. Well, we're opening up this weekend at a beautiful half mile known as the Bloomsburg Fair Raceway on the Bloomsburg Fairgrounds. It's about, I want to say, 30 minutes southwest of Scranton, Wilkesbury, that area mm-hmm. in there. Um, Big Blocks, I believe, are also on the schedule this year for there as well. It, it's going to be interesting. You know, it, you know, it doesn't matter where in Pennsylvania you got a stout guy, a group of regional guys to go against our outlaws. Sure. A couple guys we... You know, we still enjoy and love Mr. Rick Eckert. Good to see Scrub is going to be there for all three this weekend. 2011 champion. Uh, Saturday is expected to be there as well. Saturday. That's the that's the guy with the nice hair, right? He's got the nice slick. The truth. <laughs> the truth. Yes, yes. Yeah. Yeah. I like that yes. guy. Yes. Yes. He uh, <laughs> he got a win at Williams Grove last year against us. But Bloomsburg is going to be going to be fun. It's, it's actually an interesting configuration. The turns are not are not equal. Yeah, they're not. Like, symmetrical. they're not the same. There you go. That's the word I was looking for. Thank mm-hmm. you. It's gonna. It's almost like they're still left-handed, right? Left-hand yes, turns. Yes. Okay. But not like Brewerton, where one's tight and one's like wide. They're both wide, but it's almost like one's a lot tighter and coming out of four than it is, mm-hmm. and one's almost. I made the comparison to Indy. It's not exactly like Indy, but it's almost like it's a turn, a little bit of a straightaway, almost like there's a little bit of a short shoot in the middle yep. of it. Oh, I got you. Okay. It's not the same. Not <laughs> definitely not Indy, but that's that. You get where you get with the comparison I'm making now. Yeah, Indy has very unique corners, and you can kind of see that. And it it seems to be, it's not really the outside wall; it's the inside wall. The configuration of the inside line kind of changes what the geometry is of the track. Um, guess we'll get into picks later. Your second, the second new track you're going to, Marion Center, which is an interesting name. I don't know if that's the name of the town it's in. Yes, or... Marion Center, Pennsylvania, Marion Center Raceway, and there's nobody more excited about this event than one of our marketing guys from Client Services, Corey Goss, because it's pretty much. In his own backyard, yeah. I want to. Whoever wins this, I almost want to use Groundhog's Day as the uh, as the headline because it's right next to Punxsutawney, essentially. (laughs) You missed it by a month or two. Hopefully, somebody named Phil wins. So that's the first time 
we've ever visited either track, right? Correct. And the Marion Center track is it was replacing Thunder Mountain, who was unfortunately they're not racing anymore this year. Is that Correct. They're not opening this season. So the Conor Robic Memorial is all set for Friday night. Going to be interesting at the Throne on the Hill, a quarter mile. You know, uh, reminiscent, I think, to Erie's and State Line. Mm-hmm. Maybe not not quite the same, but you you get what I'm saying. But yep. close to Western PA. It's going to be a little bit. First time we're really traveling from night to night this year too, and then but but Marion Center has been around for a while as the racetrack. Bloomsburg is like brand spanking new. Right, it looks like, like it used to be a years. horse track maybe at one point. Might still be. Might still be. I, I don't quote me on that, but I remember for years the like the New York State Fairgrounds was both a dirt track and a horse track. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, well, have, both dirt, but so, you know what I mean. So is Dover. Right. There's a lot of racetracks that have evolved that way. But it's going to be pretty cool to see those two. And then on Saturday night, we end things at the Speed Palace. Mm-hmm. We all know about that place, Port, Port Royal. Royal. Always going to be a lot of fun. And then we fly back out. And then you come back so you can make it in time to go to Millbridge Monday morning. That's right. Monday afternoon. Oh, yeah. I'm coming here Monday morning. <laughs> it is always, it doesn't matter what type of car you're in. If you're going to Pennsylvania to race, you, you better have your elbows up. Yeah. It's going to be, it'll be a challenge. Um, uh, you know, we we sit here and we talk about, we, we always talk about whether it's here or wherever about, you know, guys that have experience at this track or that track, how they have an advantage for this or an advantage for that. I don't, I don't know. I, you know, I don't, I don't know that anybody's got an advantage. The, you know, it's, it's hard to, you know, we talked about Max Blair. Well, yeah, you know, just he's from there. doesn't mean he's got, I, an I wouldn't look at Blair's I mean, starts for going back to 2019. And I mean, he hasn't been to Bloomsburg or, or, yeah. or the other one. I mean, he had only a couple. Yes, he has. Has he? There were only two. There's only been two super late model races at Bloomsburg Fair Raceway. Guess who won both of them? Oh, really? Max Blair. Well, he needs to update his website. And, and he who also gets pick, who gets to pick first today? I do because ah. I'm still last. <laughs> and uh, he also won at uh, Marion Center in a ULMS race. Also, really. So he's got wins there. But but like he's he has told me this, and this is what I like about Max. He's very very humble. He's like, hey, this still isn't Erie's and State Line where I have thousands of laps around these places. Right. You know, you know, I'm not saying I'm not racing against good guys, but you got Dennis and Tyler and all these guys coming in, and they're still going to be good. You know, you still have to be good from the first minute to the end of the night, mm-hmm. or it, it's not going to matter. But yeah. I like that it's kind of, it's going to kind of be three different types of tracks. I feel like this weekend, Bloomsburg may be closer to Port Royal, but I still think it's going to be a little bit different when we get to it. And it's going to be a lot of fun. But I'm excited. You know, I, I always love going to Pennsylvania because, again, we get to see Scrub, who is, if you haven't met Rick Eckert, oh, boy. He's good he's people. A, he's a guy. He is. Uh, he is. I don't have very many die-cast cars. Um, I've got a few. On the late model side, I, I really only have two. And one of them is an Eckert. One of them is a Chubb Frank. Um, so you're, just, you're a Pennsylvania guy. I get it. Yeah, well, you know, hey, I've been to the one-star bar. That's true. <laughs> That's true. And, and here's the other thing. Like, we talk about Max Player in Pennsylvania, but look, the Josh is still kind of from this area, too. Yep. You know, Shinston's not exactly far from Pennsylvania. So it's boom. boom. And so it's boom. Like, like I, I know we've been pushing a little bit towards Max here, even with everything, but it's because he has won there recently. Mm-hmm. It's not really like Boom can go out there. I wouldn't be shocked if Boom went out there on one Friday night. We I really see, wouldn't. Are we going to see Chubb Frank this weekend? That I don't know. I would bet him, bet on him next weekend. 100%, but I'm not sure about this weekend whatsoever. Gotcha. So that brings us to a new, uh, I guess it's not really a contest, sort of a promotion that we're running called the Outlaw Tough. Does it, I'm horrible with names. We've established this. Does it have a name? Is the Outlaw Tough promotion? or It's it's it, it's just a matter of finding people who are Outlaw Tough. 
It's not necessarily the contest. Right. Um, it's something it, it's is, is we have worked hard. We've, we've got new people out at the events that are just focused on, uh, on working with the fans and, and creating a, a memorable experience for our fans. Uh, the group that got together and said, we really want to try to, to honor those types of fans that represent sort of the characteristics that you find in being an outlaw yep. and, you know, what it takes to travel up and down the road and what it, what it takes to, to have this lifestyle and whether it's first responders or, uh, you know, if you're uh, you know, military, a veteran, somebody who, so what we're looking for is to have, uh, you know, have, have fans, have tracks, have whoever go in and nominate mm-hmm. and uh, keep an eye out on our social media channels. There'll be links there to, to submit nominations online, watch a you can watch a video about what uh, what we feel it means to be outlaw tough, uh, and uh, you know whether you're, I think we call everything from a small business owner to a to a race fan. You're you're there are a lot of qualities that make up some make up the the, the phrase outlaw tough, and um, we're looking to identify who those people are, and we want to honor them. Yep, at the track. Call them out and and uh, treat them right. So if you've got a, a a friend, a buddy, a husband, a cousin, an uncle, someone who's a track worker, but you know maybe you got a friend who's a plumber that works sixty hours a week and he's still tough enough to get his street stock to the track on Saturday, nominate him. Um, I don't have a URL in front of me, but you could, there'll be links on social media. Just watch on social media. Yeah, watch yep. our social channels. Uh, as we were talking about this morning, we were trying to we were talking about how best to describe. You know, and I said, you could be somebody who ran into a burning building to save somebody, or you could be that kindergarten teacher who had to survive yeah. a, a day with a bunch of five-year-olds. Yep. You know, it's uh, they're they're all outlaw tough in different types of ways, and and so what we're looking to do is is find those those fans across the country and want to bring them out to the race and treat them right for a night and and uh, show them a good time. All right, folks. When we come back, we'll we'll pick a plethora of races coming up in this, over the next week. We'll be right back here on Credentials Tonight. Ever wonder what drivers use when they're working at the track? Our good friends from DirtCarLifts.com provide the perfect setup in the pits. Catch both our World of Outlaws case construction equipment late models and World of Outlaws NOS energy drink sprint car teams using them throughout the season. That's DirtCarLifts.com. And we're back on Credentials Denied, ladies and gentlemen. It is time for my favorite part of the week, the part where everybody knows that I can't pick a race to save my life. It's pick time. Hey, did anyone make any points last week? Not in this. Uh, oh, yeah, you did, Jacob oh, Allen. Yeah, that's right, Jacob Allen won. Anyway. Didn't you have Brent Marks on Saturday, I think too? I had yeah, Brent I'm the Marks. only one who didn't get a point. <laughs> well, I, I was very cautious about I mean, is, is I mean, you know, I was torn. I was torn, you, you, you know, Jacob Allen winning at Williams Grove. You envision the scene that that was going to be on the front stretch. Yep. Beer Hill spilling out. The front, I mean, just the last person you would want to be is the security guard on the front stretch gate at Williams Grove on Saturday night when Jacob Allen wins the race, right? Right. But I had picked Brent Marks to win. So you were super pumped. So <laughs> it was it was just conflicting emotions. Oh, <laughs> uh, well. Yep. Attica. Let's do sprint. Well, 
Let's do sprint cars first because they're on the spreadsheet first. Uh, I was gonna say we can we can do that. They're that's, not they're not chronological, fair. and and just we'll revisit our little fantasy draft next uh, week yeah, too. We uh, have who's winning the, that, by the way? Uh, currently, Mike Warren is winning the fantasy draft by two point six to four, I believe. Yes. But tonight's race will count towards last week's total, so it's not really a final total on the week yet. Okay. Well, we'll start off with Attica this week for the sprint cars, and ooh. I'm going to go with the big cat bouncing back. I think Brad Sweet's due. I ain't no question about it. I think I'll take night number one. And we go to Sharon for night number two. Uh, serious question. He's not my pick, but is Dave Blaney racing? I don't know that we've confirmed that, but everybody sure hopes he's there. It was He won last year in a memorable race. Yes, right? very memorable. So, uh, that's just why, I, I mean, like I said, he's not my pick, and I also think Gravel gets back to his uh, winning ways. I'm going to go with David Gravel. Well, he'll be back to his winning ways at Bridgeport tonight, just so you know. Well, I didn't pick him for that. I think I picked Sheldon. Attica, for me. Hmm. I think Macedo bounces back. They got a good crew there. They've been fast. They're going to uh, have a little anger behind them this week, so I'm going to go to Macedo at Attica. I have no intel on Sharon, so I'm going to go with Donnie Schatz there because Donnie Schatz needs to win a race. And I'm going to bless him with my good luck. So a lot of times at Attica, you get a winner there that wasn't who you were thinking. Wasn't, wasn't, and that's, I'm, str- I'm trying to think, uh, you know, who is that guy that's going to pop up? They're going to be a huge car count because there always is. Yes. You're going to get Ohio guys. You might even get some Pennsylvania guys in there. Um, so it makes it, makes it hard to really pick. Attica is a hard race to pick. It's mm. like, you know, I don't know. I, I'm i going to take gravel. I'm going to take gravel there because in, when those types of situations arise, he seems to step up there. Um, but it really wouldn't surprise me if there's somebody who, you know, nobody's thinking about winds up with a win there. That'll be one of those where, uh, you know, I, like Schaefer's in this side you know, we all we've talked about the yep. Jason side thing in the past. Shape. I I I want to. I think they're still probably going to need some time to gel, even though they've been friends forever, right? Yeah. But like, there's this thing that, just, like, Tim Schaefer could win that race. That'd be cool. Um, so pick him. Well, I, you know, I I think if it was another two weeks of down the road, yeah, I'd probably go there. But, um, Sharon, uh, I'll go with Brad Sweet there. There you go. Way to, way, to fl- way to flip my picks. <laughs> did, oh, yeah. <laughs> did. How about that? Yeah. did. Well, I wanted to win, so well, I thought yeah, I would pick the, uh, pick the right tracks. Well, uh, you know, so you have knowledge of the spring, more knowledge of the spring cars than I do, but now we're getting to the well, point of the season that's where really I, shown a lot this year. I think this is where I'm going to pick up. So I'm going to roll some wins this weekend. I just got a feeling. So we'll start off the late models at Bloomsburg Fair Raceway, and, it, and if you can't see who I'm picking in this one coming first, you're crazy. Max Player is going to win on Thursday night. I, just I was already typing it, it in. Uh, Marion Center, quarter-mile bullring. Well, there's a certain driver who picked up a big win last week at an Illinois quarter-mile bullring, and I just got a gut feeling Dennis Herb strikes back one more time. Brad bastard. And then, well, the other thing, as you'll learn very quickly, guys, truth hurts. I don't want to pick against my guys, but I like Saturday at Port Royal. I suppose lame right? Yes. S A T T E R L E E. 
All right. Well, for those at home who can't, Mick's actually typing into a spreadsheet. So yeah, I'm putting it into the uh, asking yeah, because he's not remembering. <laughs> no, Neither we're sitting I. here staring at the screen and going, "Yeah, that's spelled right." Everybody yeah. at home is going, we can't see. We don't know. I've had too many Friday nights where I have to go back and listen to the podcast to see who we pick. So I keep a track of it. Screenshot. These three will be easy for me, though. Let's see. Bloom through. I really want to take Herb at, at Marion Center. I'm going to go with Herb at, at Bloomsburg. I want Dennis Herb to win another race. And yeah, he, he had a put on a really good show there last week um, at uh, Lincoln. Is that where he It was Lincoln, from? yes. Look at me paying attention. It was, it was as, as our photographer, J.C. Norgard, put it, it is Heather Line presents Dennis Herb Jr. Night in America. <laughs> Marion Center. Hmm. I'm going to go Max Blair there. I, I, I can't fault you on that, though. Like, yeah. I really can't. And I'm going to go with Eckert at Port Royal. I'm going to go against our guys there, too. You, there's a C there, not Urquhart. That's all right. I get it in post. It's just type scrub. Scrub. I see that that was one of my favorite headlines to write last year because I did two nicknames and the same one I, at Plymouth when he won. Slick Rick is quick. Eckert scrubs the field at Plymouth. Like a Volton. Very few people get excited about headlines except for like, like Us. yeah, you know, we used to, yeah, yeah, circulating headline would you know. All right, we used to spend a lot of time. Well, you realize next week's going to be rough, right? Because no matter what happens, I'm finding a way to work Top Gun into one or both of them at Sharon because of Top Gun Two coming out. Yeah, Maverick. You got to. You know, yes, yeah, Top Gun so Maverick. Maverick. Whatever. It's going to be like a Maverick headline. Need for Speed. Need for Speed. That's, that's easy. It's classified. Who gets it? <laughs> so, well, what was the line that he tells the instructor uh, they were upside down, flipping each other off? Uh, keeping Community. up foreign relations. foreign relations, you know, yeah, flipping yeah, them the yeah, bird. That's right. <laughs> yes, goose. I know the bird. <laughs> Sorry, anyway. I hate it when it does that. Uh, <laughs> you act out. like half our listeners don't listen. Haven't seen that movie. <laughs> movie came out when I was in high school. Uh, all right, so there's a whole. Story. <laughs> you, you, you just you... <laughs> there's, there's a whole story there with nicknames and everything going way back. There are people there. I'll share this much. There are people that when they got married and they went to send wedding invitations to my wife and myself that they wrote Tina in my nickname because they didn't know what my actual name was. <laughs> which which one is it? Was, is it it was, it was Merlin? It was tied back to the movie. Let's see, Maverick, I'll leave Goose, it there. Merlin. Jester. Jester. Iceman. Viper. <laughs> was, was not Iceman. <laughs> not Iceman. No, um, we'll leave it at that. A story for another day. Uh, all right, I gotta pick. Th- I gotta pick some drivers here. They they need the studio back. Uh, all right, I'm taking Josh Richards, Bloomsburg. I'd love to see that. I really would. I am going to take Dennis Herb Jr. at Marion Center, and I know, I know, I normally try to pick somebody different, but. You know what? All right, all right, all right. I'll do. No, that. you can keep. No, 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 no. You can no, keep no, 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 no. I'll, I'll be. I'll, I'll take. I'll take scrub. I'll, no, I'll take scrub there. Yeah, at Marion Center. And uh, I, I will take Josh Richards again at Port Royal. Okay. That is solid. That is solid. <laughs> we do have a Super Dirt Car Series race to pick. Can Am Speedway. Mike. Tim Fuller. That was easy. I I just got a gut feeling, you can't. I he, think it's... He just won there. One, he just won there. Two, Slick Track is usually his game. 
And if that thing slicks up, and, you know, don't count out Stewie either or any of those guys, but it, it, I, mm. I just like Fuller. I'm going Mad Max. That's the wrong Mad Max. He, uh, <laughs> it's autofill, guys. <laughs> it's autofill. Um, so, uh, Billy Dunn won the uh, season opener. He edged Fuller. Yes, he did. Uh, to win that. It, but they were in 358 modified. They were in well, a small it, block. It, it, so they weren't right. Fuller, right. Listen, Fuller could win this race in the small block. Yes, but Matt Shepard wasn't in the field that night. Mm. You're right. So I'm going to take Matt Shepard there. Okay, Matt with a T, Shepard. Two no, T's. Two T's. Two T's. Which one has only one T? Williamson. Williamson. Napa Super Dirt Week champion Matt Williamson. Two time and defending. The two time and defending cheeseburger champion. Super Dirt Week champion? Or did you say Matt Shepard? Oh, no, well, you said, well, you said, no, Williamson's won the last two. Only two? I thought he had three. No. No, it just feels like it because of the year. Oh, we skipped the year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. Dirt yeah. Vision schedule coming up for this week. As we said, we're you're hearing this. Well, we're releasing this on Wednesday. So it's going to start off a weekly racing at Millbridge and the Big Block Modified Super Dirt Car Series at Can-Am. To round off the night, then on Thursday, the World of Outlaws case construction equipment late models are in action at the Bloomberg Fair Speedway. Bloomsburg Fair Raceway. Boom, 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 boom. <laughs> That's why I read it wrong, because it's not right on a sheet. It's not? No, it's Bloomsburg Fair Raceway. Oh, Mick, what are we going to do with you? I copy, I copy and paste from Dirt Vision. That man. is Thursday night on a 6.15 start. Friday, the World of Outlaws non-center drink sprint cars are in action at Attica. That's a 6.15 start. Starting at 6.30, the World of Outlaws case late models back in action at Marion Center. And we also have weekly racing that night from Williams Grove and the Jackson Motorplex. On Saturday, Millbridge will open up for weekly racing at 5.30, then 6 o'clock, Volusia Speedway Park back in action as well. World of Outlaws, not center drink sprint cars, head to Sharon, the first of three big nights of World of Outlaws racing in eight days at Sharon, as the late models are there a week later. And then Port Royal will be the site for the World of Outlaw late models at 6.15 start on Saturday, and we'll also have weekly racing from Knoxville. Then it's Husits on Sunday at 7.30, and we'll finish up the week Monday and Tuesday with the Extreme Outlaw Midget Series Presented by Toyota at Millbridge. In short, if you turn Dirt Vision on about 6 o'clock every day from now till next Tuesday, they'll be racing on it. And for the record, if you go to the website, worldofoutlaws.com slash laymodel says Bloomsburg Fairground Speedway. Raceway. No. Oh, I got it wrong. It was a, it was a raceway, not a speedway. Yep. So we're both wrong. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is how you end a show, by sharing an error. It happens. <laughs> it happens. That's how they do it on PTI. I haven't listened to that show in a long time. Well, yeah. It's good because it's a television show. <laughs> There's a lot of racing going on. Look at that. Uh-huh. Yeah, if you're not getting your racing fix, I don't know it's what's not our fault. Yeah. Holy cow. Just wait till that. the health service kicks up. Then you then you add another race to every single night. Yeah. Two yeah. races. Modified too. Modified yeah, too. Getting yeah. that annual subscription worth. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us on Open Red Credentials tonight. We'll we won't see you, but you'll hear us next week. Bye bye. Hopefully. <laughs>